0: The following podcast is a part of the Spin Studio Network.
1: You're tuning in to Flawed and Fabulous. I'm Ash and I like to think we're all flawed, but we're also fucking fabulous. In this episode, we welcome back to the Flawed and Fabulous podcast, family therapist and recurring special guest, Monique Harding from Ritual Counseling. Today, we are discussing all things parenting from child behaviors, labeling kids, juggling personalities, blending families, and different parenting styles. Alongside my reason for the podcast to raise awareness and normalize grief, trauma, and loss, I am also extremely passionate about mental health and sharing my own experiences in therapy and encouraging others to speak to a professional when you need extra support in your life. For all those new to the podcast, Monique has been a very valued woman within our family the past three years as our family therapist. At some stage, one or all of us have been in therapy, navigating our lives after heartbreak and change. It has been a highlight of mine to share her knowledge and takeaways with my listeners. I'm so excited for the mamas listening to connect over this episode. A few weeks back when I voiced some pressures I was feeling with my little people, my DMs lit up with so much encouragement and oh mama, I feel you messages that it was a complete no brainer to get Monique back on the potty to chat these feelings out. So get ready to take a big, deep sigh of relief and say, hey, I am doing a great job. And most importantly, I hope you feel that we are in this, I don't know what I am doing motherhood journey together. Now let's get started with today's episode and welcome Monique to the Flawed and Fabulous Podcast. Welcome back, Monique Harding. Hi, Monique. Hi, Ash. Thanks for having me again. Can you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself?
2: Yeah, of course. My name's Monique Harding. I am a therapist and clinical family therapist. I've got a practice based in Burley Heads and I guess I specialize in all things relationships. So whether that's your intimate relationships, your family of origin or parenting.
1: And in the past, Monique, a bit of context has been our family therapist assisting us with our blending of our family. And like every other episode, we have Miss Courtney with us too. i here. Hello. Hello. <laughs> um, so just like every episode, Monique has shuffled her angel cards. She has dealt one out. Please turn over and read us your card. Okay. Ooh, perfect timing.
2: Now is the perfect moment for you to act on your inspirations. The doors are open while you walk through them with us by your side. Don't delay or procrastinate as all of the ingredients are ripe for your success. Everything and everyone is on your side supporting your positive outcome. Mm.
1: This card means that you need to take certain steps before your prayer can be can be fully answered. The angels say that now is the perfect time to act. They will guide you along the way. Sometimes it's not so important how we approach the situation, but we put energy, action and intention into manifesting what we desire. Once we take the first step in the direction of our desired outcome, the universe then gives us additional help additional meanings for this card. Take action now. The situation will work out well, provided that you don't delay. Make a decision. Any blocks in the past were because the timing wasn't yet right. Now you said you had a question and you don't have to disclose the question, <laughs> but is the card related to your question oh, or does uh, it resonate? It probably doesn't relate to the question. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe if I sit on it a little bit longer and think about it more, but I could apply that. To an
1: area of my life at the moment, yes. Okay, interesting. <laughs> so we'll have to watch this space. Mm. Not Novitz this week, Ash <laughs> yeah. <I'm not> <laughs> <laughs> We've had some serious like wowies uh, in the last right. few recordings. So Connie's like, ha ha. also, <laughs> Monique
0: is not like super open to the cards either. So like yeah. maybe we're blocking but them a little. Monique did say
1: just before when she was shuffling that they're growing on her, they're and growing. she might need to get a deck. And I was like, <laughs> woo. <laughs> <laughs> Another one turned. Watch this space. <laughs> but today we have Monique here um, to speak about, I'm going to use air quotes and say naughty kids slash parenting assistance tips, hacks, whatever we want to <laughs> call them. Um, a, about a month back, I um was having a little bit of a rough day with my youngest one who is definitely the most eccentric personality um, in our blended family of five. And um, he does see um, Monique um, and he has a little bit of... um, mm, I don't even know what the term is and like you have full permission to elaborate. I'd like to use Carter with like a safe space example um, because in the context that I shared on my stories, I was talking about him Mm -hmm. and all the people that did respond made me feel so much better that like this is actually quite common that parents do have issues with how to parent their children through different stages. And right now he's in a um, – he's matured a lot since he was, you know, two, four. He's about to turn mm. seven. Um, exposure to things like YouTube and older kids and seeing, wanting, needing, all these Things that you know doesn't really like the word no, um, and when he does, do we get grow the word, out of that? Or I don't think you just learn. To, I think you just learn to like cope with it a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, okay. Um, so he um, and you know I had been making excuses for him sometimes too. I'm like, well, earlier, like he's lost his like dad. Like you know, is this like another thing? Like is he expressing himself? Be with anger because he doesn't know how to vocalise his feelings and then I was like, well, that might be so or it might be an excuse and I'm not prepared for any more time um, to kind of go on without investigating it and also um, Eden has a hard time coping with Carter in regards to the difference of personalities within our three children Mm -hmm. and I think sometimes the balancing act... Of the three children, mm. or in any family, whatever number of kids you have, that very rarely do they all share the same personalities. Very rarely. Yeah. Yeah. So today we are talking again, air quotes, naughty kids, and... Um, parenting advice. We do have some Q and A's that we'll get to later. But um, why I shared on my Instagram is because I listened to another podcast, which was just randomly in my inbox. And it was the Kylie Camps podcast. And she had, I'm not sure if she was a therapist yet, or she was close to being a therapist and she was sharing and they were talking about labeling kids and how that affects them. And it just was the next day after I shared on my Instagram, I went for my walk and it was in my inbox. I'm like, universe delivering, like I'm going to listen to this. I sent it to Eden. Um, because me as a parent, I have been quite, I'm like the yeller and like full disclosure, I have smacked a few times and I'm like, and then Carter would be yelling and hitting and I'm like, that's not okay. And I have this whole like, well You showed him to do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I'm telling him not to do that and don't feel like that's really like a fair example. And then if you raise your voice to him, but he's not allowed to raise his voice back. And it was how he was not retaliating, maybe responding is a better word, that I was like, I kinda of probably have to look at myself mm. a little bit first. Like I'm like saying no is important. Yes very important. Kids need containment. Yes. Yeah. They
2: thrive on containment. They thrive on structure. They need to see you as the bigger person. However, I think sometimes where we really struggle and I'm a mum as well, Mm -hmm. I've got two little minis at home, so I get it. (laughs) Um, But there's a spectrum, right? There's the really dominant, forceful, almost like punishment model of parenting. And then You could adopt more of like a a submissive um, approach. And really, if you're at an extreme end of either of those, that's not great for the child. That's kind of a chaotic environment where they're not sure where they stand. They're not sure what the rules are. They need mum or dad or whoever their primary caregiver is to be that bigger person and to pull them into line when the behaviour gets out of control.
1: And one of the things that I think was affecting Carter the most is His transition from kindy to school, Mm. he had kind of ruled the roost at kindy. He was at kindy when his dad passed away and he got a little bit spoiled by the kindy as in like if he didn't want to participate in something, they just like made another activity for him. Mm. Then he's gone to school and he's had the most amazing preppy teacher like she, but he was disruptive. Like he wasn't used to having to follow suit and sit on the mat and not get up and go and play with the toys. And, you know, she did the most incredible job with him. But unfortunately, he was not following the rules and he was getting in trouble and he started to get labelled the naughty kids by other kids and parents. Mm -hmm. And that's when it really started to like break my heart because he would then call himself naughty. Yes, And he would take that on, well, this is just me. I'm just naughty. So I may as well, if everyone's going to call me naughty, I Mm. may as well be naughty. Or I don't even know what his logic is in Mm -hmm. his little brain, like trying to figure it out. But to like see at that time a five-year-old speak about themselves in that way and it's carried through until now, Mm. um, yeah, no one really wants to see that. You know, everyone loves their kids and don't get me wrong, they fucking do my head in. But like you're still... (laughs) (laughs) so honest. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but it's hard. And like, like you know, I didn't grow up being like, oh my God, the one thing in life I want to be is a mum. Yeah. Um, so juggling that in with like, I want to have a career and I want to have friends and, you know, and obviously they are my number one priority, but they can just be so draining. And that's when I think you... React the wrong way is when you've been pushed to your tether. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not the the, the best side. The best mum's not coming out at the end of the ten hour day when you've had to ask them a thousand times to do everything, mm-hmm. and then you probably ask them a thousand more times, and then it's not the one. It's like they're ganging up on you. <laughs>
2: but essentially, you reflecting on that I think is really helpful because it helps you actually get into the mind of let's use Carter as an example, for when he loses control, for when, you know, we call it you flip your lid, you flip your prefrontal cortex, that Mm -hmm. part of your brain, which um, you do all of your rational thinking from, and you're operating purely from emotion. If we're screaming at our kids, if we're um, getting to that really naggy kind of mothering place where we're asking over and over and over again there's actually not a lot lot of logic behind that, is mm-hmm. there? It's like, well, I've already tried this 10 times. Why am I doing it the 11th or 12th time? We're in a reactive place ourselves. And I guess what I've come to know from experience is... I don't know about your kids, Ash, but my kids don't really like being parented by another kid. And I'm essentially a kid (laughs) when I'm in that (laughs) state. So my job as a parent is to step outside of that kind of reality check myself a bit. You know, I'm raising little humans here. I'm not managing an inconvenience. Yeah. Um, And really soothe myself so that I can show up and get on their level and connect with them in order to be able to redirect and take them to where I need them to go or redirect their behavior to a better option. And what does that look like getting on their level? Yeah, well, there's a, I can't think of his name, Um, the, the psychologist. I'm always terrible at like theories and where it comes from, but um, I always remember it because it's been so useful in my work. And that's this this psychologist um, did a lot of research around this connect and redirect model. And he talks about getting their smile, their eyes and their nod. And so, you know, let's think about the prime example. I'm upstairs cooking dinner. The kids are downstairs playing their game. Um, Long day at work and I'm yelling out dinner. Like when in the history of ever has that worked? Dinner, get up here now. Come on. It's dinner. I said dinner. Dinner, come on. Like, don't
1: you ring the bell.
2: <laughs> <laughs> You've got five minutes of <laughs> It's off the yeah. table. <laughs> but does it doesn't work. No. Uh, if I took an extra literally 60 seconds, walked myself downstairs, they're sitting there, I don't know, playing on their iPads. Oh, my goodness. You're playing that reading eggs game again. That looks so fun. Wow. You're up to the letter G now. You have made so much progress since yesterday. And... It's five minutes till dinner. So I'm going to need you to wash your hands and be up at the dinner table in five minutes. So, how about we finish at the next letter and then I'll meet you up there? Are we supposed to say that? Wow, <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: that seems like a lot of work, doesn't it? Jesus. <laughs> I'm still thinking, dinner. Sounds really good. <laughs> but it's choose your heart, Yeah. Right? Like both yeah. are hard. It makes me feel so bad that I'm <laughs> screaming at dinner I'm like, wow, that is great mess you've made downstairs, <laughs> if you could just kindly pack it up and get up, less <laughs> mess in
2: five minutes. But essentially it's this disconnect between worlds, isn't it? Like your world yeah. is get up to dinner in five minutes. Their world is I'm having so much fun playing yeah. this game. I couldn't care less about dinner. I'm not really hungry. Yeah. So
1: we need to enter their world before we can ever expect them to enter ours. Yeah, and I do totally agree with that. And as I said earlier, since I've started to contain myself mm. and probably in all honesty I'm only directing it at Carter at this point because I don't have immense a lot of energy <laughs> to like dismiss mm. it over. but like he was the one that was kind of being the most destructive in yes. regards to like following suit so since I have stopped yelling at him asked Eden, Eden doesn't yell, Eden does like got a foghorn voice so like a normal like level sounds like a yell for him but it's not like aggressive it's just like loud right so i'm like could you turn it down <laughs> a level and try and like speak like i do but mm. like not mimic me but like the the noise yeah. the level and is this more just when you know you're trying to get
2: him to do something or discipl- is this more yeah.
1: discipline. It, 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 kind of both. Yeah. Like okay. I, d- I don't want to be going from like zero to a hundred mm-hmm. that now I'm, and I guess it's also age too. He's yeah. turn, about to turn seven that I've started with the, do you think that you're making a good choice? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's right or wrong. <laughs> and then I would say there's the option to um, chuck the, g- get upset the way that you're getting upset now mm-hmm. or you can, understand why you can't have the treat before dinner and you can eat dinner and then you're going to end up with the treat anyway. Which one do you think like mm-hmm. sounds better? And forgive me, the wording could be like completely wrong, <laughs> but I've been trying to put it back on him to make a choice yeah. rather than telling him he has to do something. I give mm-hmm. him two circumstances that if you continue like this, you're not going to get a treat. But if you do the steps of mm-hmm. whether it's what you say, I don't really make them wash their hands, but I guess I'll add that to the list. <laughs> I'm like, well, it's just <laughs> an example. I was <laughs> <laughs> like, that is, I'm like, this is a lot. <laughs> but, you know, wash your hands, be, be at the dinner table. Like when I ask and don't be going to the Easter egg drawer and trying to sneak in an egg, but when dinner's like on the table, like mm. don't do that. Mm-hmm. I feel like the drawer needs to be a bit higher. Ash, i should just putting it out there. It's like really at an easy level for them to sneak things. Because well, like I'm not very tall myself, we have a stool in the kitchen so everything is pretty much accessible.
0: Oh, <laughs> They've even oh started using the microwave
1: now. Oh,
0: my God. <laughs> you need like a
1: safe for trees. Yeah, but, yeah, so it, since i have been doing that, he has actually, it's reduced because mm. he's had two options. Yes. And he gets to think about it a little bit and be like maybe I was about to flip out. Yeah. For no reason.
2: Yeah, Well, someone like Carter it sounds like really benefits from having that contained choice. Yeah. And you can be so strategic with that, can't you? Even mm-hmm. like parenting adolescents, something I often talk with some of the clients I work with in the clinic is around um when you are offering a consequence, give them choice around the consequence. Yeah. So if I don't know, they've yeah, snuck out at night or something. Um, and it might be that, you know, your initial instinct is to come in really hard, like a month's grounding or something like yeah. that. Um, you might say to them, okay, like, I think it would be beneficial for you to have some time at home for a little while. Um, how long do you think would be fair? So it's almost for I'm that next it. level. <laughs> but they will, they will mo- more often than not come back with more time than oh. perhaps what you were actually thinking. Wow. Which is interesting because yeah. then, and then I guess that also teaches, you know, trust in the relationship too. Yeah. And that's appropriate for that next level. Yeah. Like it's a bit different with children more
1: around our kids' age. Mm-hmm. They need more of that And just for the listeners, the, the the age span, so that you would say, because like my, my boys range from six to nearly nine mm-hmm. and your kids' age range is...
2: Mine are... Uh, second child <laughs> <laughs> He's nearly
1: 2 Yeah uh- <laughs> And you work full time. This is a thing. He's like, two in June yeah. and um, my little girl is four. Four. And so the example that you just gave, mm-hmm. um, what, um, what what, age are you thinking implementing? High school. High school. Yeah.
2: So that's more of your adolescence. Like yeah. if we're working with the younger ones, even um, with the littlies who are preschool, mm-hmm. say your example of giving the choices, that would be too much for my little girl. Right. No, yep. She's uh, overwhelmed with emotion mm-hmm. in the, the moment. So she yeah. really needs me to enter her world, mm-hmm. help story that emotion for her, help mm-hmm. soothe her mm-hmm. and really then direct where we're going to go with this. Can you elaborate on story that emotion
1: for yeah. her?
2: This is the biggest thing that um, I find parents really struggle with. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be honest, when I was doing my therapy training, i f- kind of found quite unnatural because it wasn't the way that I was parented. Uh, But there's a lot of research to show that children in those moments of dysregulation, so when they flip their lid, when they're tantruming, when we're seeing the big behaviours, they really need us to come down to their level, um, whether that's, you know, eye eye level or whether that's actually meeting their emotional affect Mm -hmm. and by that I mean if they're intense we also need to come in with a bit of intensity Mm -hmm. Um, and the first thing you really need to do is you know you show up big like Mm -hmm. they need to know you're the parent here that this emotion whatever they're displaying is not bigger than you it's Mm -hmm. not overwhelming you Mm -hmm. so you'd start with something like a really hard no no Mm -hmm. like and that's not mean that's firm Mm -hmm. I know you're really frustrated that you didn't get that toy. And I can see that you're throwing your arms everywhere, all around, hoping that mummy changes her mind and nothing's going to happen today until we actually come up with a plan together of how we can get out of the house. And so it's almost like using your voice to soothe, right? You could see then I changed my yeah. pacing. I changed my volume. I might've been moving down. I might've been standing up, then coming down to their level. I might have used some physical touch. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's sibling stuff going on as well, that's a, a, a really common um, c- complaint. That and, and perhaps this is also something that you've experienced as well with, um, with, with Carter, Ash, because the big behaviours, when they get labelled as naughty, one thing that often results from that is that they don't get the soothing. So then that child misses out on actually all of the skills that they need for emotional regulation. They can't name their emotions. They don't know what's going on internally and it's just a perpetuating cycle then because Mm -hmm. then, of course, that's just going to get worse and worse as they grow up because if he's hit Ryder or if he's hit Easton, then your natural response as a human being is to kind of go to the hurt child, to go to the one that's, you know, in pain. Um, But both of those children are needing soothing in that moment. Mm -hmm. Just because we've got one externalising behaviour, to me, better out than in. Yeah. Like at least he's processing it. He's throwing it out there for you to do something Mm -hmm. with.
1: Um, And now I've kind of like in our, because Monique is like still our family therapist, but Mm. I don't have sessions with Monique anymore because we have worked together now Mm. outside through the podcast and events. And I'd like to continue working with her. Um, But as the family, she stayed on. That was a choice that both Eden, Monique and I made. Um, We've come so far in sharing our stories. The boys love her. um, And it's one of the things that the difference in the children and you know that our family mm. too, that, um, you know, the other day, when Carter was at his session and I was leaving, she's, we had a little chat that we do at the end of every session. And she's like, like Where's Ryder when all this stuff goes on? And I'm like, I <laughs> know oh Ryder just has a different area of issues. Like, Ryder has like speech therapy and mm. occupational therapy. But like, when it comes to like behavior or something, he might be frustrating because like he can't mentally process what he's doing sometimes and just needs that extra like guidance in that. But very rarely does he say like no or anything like that. And then we have. Easton, who's very sensitive and he's still emotional, but he isn't um, like show like not doesn't not show his emotion. He's just not like outrageously emotional in like what mm, like loud emotional loud emotional. He's like internal. Like, he's in, more of an internalizer. In, internalizer. Yeah. And then so then you have Carter, who is like very external, mm. and when you then look at it on paper like that, you're like, oh my God, the loud kid, like so annoying, like shut up. Like, you know, he's the problem. Like Mm -hmm. he's on, but then it like trickles on that. Yes, right. It can be super annoying. And then sometimes for me, because I'm used to externalize, I sometimes don't know how to relate to like the sensitivity or the internalizing or the, maybe even like not saying that there is anxiety there. Like I know that that word gets thrown around a lot. Um, but I'm just putting it in that there would be like some sort of like fear or people-pleasing or doesn't doesn't like getting in trouble where Carter could give zero fucks if he's in trouble.
0: <laughs> like,
1: yeah. You know, so they're so different that one will be in tears with the thought of getting in trouble mm-hmm. and the other one just couldn't care less if they're in trouble. So parenting three different children with Mm. the one technique just like baffles me. Well, they're going to need completely different things in the moment,
2: aren't they? Yeah. And they're going to show that their emotional world is out of control in a completely different way. Mm -hmm. One child you might have sitting in the corner in tears and you might have the other one like kicking your your door down. Yeah, (laughs) Um, standard. (laughs) Sounds familiar. They both need your attention, your love, that storying that I'm talking about in order to make sense, in order for their right and their left brain to get back together, to link back together, to integrate. Because we often treat kids like they're mini adults. Mm -hmm. And that couldn't be further from the truth. The brain does not stop developing until 18 for females and 25 for males.
1: Sounds about right. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. some people dating children out there <laughs> it's a long way it's to go 45 isn't it? I would have also believed you to be honest. <laughs> same <laughs> but and that's, that's the thing the externaliser is going to get yelled at and the internaliser yeah. is going to get the cuddles and that's where I've been trying to mm-hmm. like say that it isn't there as an adult we have to separate that the externaliser is driving us crazy mm-hmm. and we have to like be able to react a different way. Yeah. Not fight fire with fire. Yes, exactly. Go in there and try and put that fire out and get on their level, like you were saying. And mm. look, sometimes it's really hard mm. when it's been carrying on for like 45 minutes and you're at your wits' end. But then that's like the odd occasion mm. now. And like, often
2: the externalise, if, if you're trying to change that narrative, if they've been given that, you know, naughty identity, sometimes the little, you know, trick that can be really helpful is just for you to, as a parent, to take on... Um, to, I guess, take on the authority in the moment or take on the decision making in the moment. So rather than it being you're doing this or you need to stop kicking, Mm -hmm. then it could be that you grab him Mm -hmm. in a loving way. (laughs) And I'm not going to allow you to keep kicking your brother. I'm not going to allow you to show your anger in this way. Mm -hmm. Come with me into the other room. Mm -hmm. And then you know, it might take five minutes. It might take an hour that you're in there with them, helping them soothe, regulate through their body, through their breath. It might be through some song, through some movement. It's amazing how many children, when they're dysregulated, even at nine or 10 years of age, will, when they initially move through the resistance, will nestle into somebody who they're securely attached to and Mm. will still respond to rocking. It's that childlike soothing. Mm -hmm. The same with patting of hair, like the stroking of your hair or the stroking of a foot. Think about what your kids liked when they were babies. Mm -hmm. Chances are they will respond positively to it now when they flipped
1: their lid. Yeah. Oh, that's really interesting, actually. My my best girlfriend, she rocks her kids so much. <laughs> I can imagine her now, like 15-year-old in her rocking chair, like it's <laughs> trying to calm them down. I didn't let anyone rock or pat at the kids when they were little, like, which probably uh, doesn't surprise you, Monique. <laughs> I
2: spent so many days on that exercise ball just bouncing those kids to
1: sleep. <laughs> Can't even look at it now. <laughs> that getting treated. PTSD. No, but I was like, yeah, don't pat them. They don't need patting. They're fine. <laughs> but I, saw, I, I was a hair tickler,
0: like I was oh, a uh, hair patter. Yeah. yeah, I saw this video online the other day where it was like a, um, a guy who's like a grown twenty-five-year-old man, like calling his mom on Facetime, and being like, "Hey, mom, I just had this thought. One day you like picked me up, and then you put me down, and you never picked me back up again."
1: <laughs> That's like such a weird thought because you are doing that rocking thing. I was like, at some point, our parents did just put us down and and never pick us back up again. Isn't
0: that a weird thought? I'm going to
1: try and go back in my (laughs) brain now. I'm like, when was this time? My mum was, his mum was like, oh, my God, we're going to (laughs) cry. Don't say that to me. (laughs) (laughs) oh but yeah I'm sure everyone's now running through their yeah. run. they're like I'm gonna go home and pick the boys up now yeah. Mina Carter lifts me up now <laughs> he's like jump on mum wow. piggyback yeah he can give me a four steps on a piggyback oh my <sighs> god you've allowed him to try he, he's obsessed he like he like makes me show other people and I'm like can we not do this like in the supermarket please show him mum show him I'm like it's your trick oh, he's so proud he's oh, so so proud came like nearly dead last in cross-country yesterday, the little weightlifter. <laughs> but he gave it a good go at the end. He was fully last and then he saw those three kids still struggling and he just, like, put the pedal to the metal for the last, like, 20 metres and Aww. he's like, I didn't come last. I'm like, I saw that. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, it's there's just... Even for us, and I know that there's organic families, there's blended families, there's solo parenting families Mm -hmm. that like it is like really hard sometimes to like take the higher road or not feel the meltdown yourself. Like, I feel like I have adult meltdowns Mm -hmm. and I'm like, so then they're doing it. I'm on the brink of it. Mm -hmm. And then that causes conflict between Eden and I, because again, we're different personalities. We have different parenting. We didn't start our families from the get go together and like we've I was going to say we've built these children. We've, like, raised these, <laughs> we're gonna, we've raised these kids differently for X amount of years and now we've been together for nearly three years mm. that um, we still sometimes feel like we're at square one. Yeah.
2: And I know you hate this statistic when I
1: share it yeah. with you. The five-year thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't even have to say it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the rest of us, though, so would like to hear it. <laughs>
1: If you just exactly shut your ears,
2: you were going. <laughs> looking at your face like, don't say it, don't say no. it. Share, um, share, share, share. But yeah, the blended family um, dynamic is different and it does. It takes on average five to seven years for you to get your You just added group. two years. Well. <laughs>
1: it's because I'm like getting close to five, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm yet. joking. I probably just honed in on five when you said that a few years ago and the seven was always there. But that's a
2: long time, isn't it? Yeah,
1: for roadblocks and meltdowns and burnout and yeah. cycles. And is. then
2: you just hit your flow and then, you know, You're depending, depending on when you got together, fucked again. you hit adolescence. <laughs> exactly. Another predictable life cycle transition. And that's for where it's, it's kind of different for the blended families because you have this Un, what we would call like an unpredictable life cycle transition. And then there's these predictable ones, right, of like kids starting school, like you said, with um, when Carter went from his kindy or whatever he was in into prep, then that's a transition for not only the kids, but also for you and Eden. You know, you need to adjust your work, like your um, the way that you parent your kids when they're in, in school is slightly different. Then you've got adolescence, then you have the kids leaving home. So there's all of these predictable oh, I like stages in a you need to, change. to be a parent, <laughs> <Jesus> Right. <Christ. laughs> I'm failing. Was I'm, was gonna to re- I'm gonna
1: have to repeat. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's weird though because we know so much about our kids' bodies, right? Like yeah. we, I could tell you what foods upset my children, what yep. not to feed them, what time they need to go to bed, what temperature um, means that they need to go and see a doctor or they need to go to hospital as a baby. Mm-hmm. But we don't really learn anything about childhood development and no. the brain and how the brain works. And if you know that stuff, then all of these things make perfect sense yeah. because the child brain is so different to the adult one. Yeah. And if we're having these mini meltdowns, like you said, mm-hmm. you know, if you're feeling like you're you're on the edge, then if your child has, you know, potentially half the brain size of what you do, half the connections, half the
1: functioning ability, how can you possibly expect them to be showing up in such yeah. a, a consistent expect, way? We expect a lot of them sometimes because... I don't even know, like, and it might be a generational thing. Mm. I don't know, like, everyone keeps growing up sooner.
2: Yeah. You know,
1: like, what the 11-year-olds are doing now, I was doing when I was, like, 15. Yes. And so their age, like, when they are acting like adults, Mm -hmm. because they're talking about Gucci slides and all these sort of things, and then you're, like, um, you're at six, but then... We pick and choose when they have to be mini-adults and Mm. when we put them back in their place and say, well, this is how old you are. Yeah, exactly. And doesn't
2: that just add like extra complexity to it all, right?
1: (laughs) There's so many (laughs) layers to this parenting life, (laughs) the the onion of parenting. I hate onions.
0: (laughs) You're allergic to onions, you are.
1: (laughs) But, yeah, and then the, the amount of people that also don't share... About their children's behaviors. I think it's because mm. it,
0: you think you're a failure, and so you don't yeah. want to be sharing, like, my kid's a brat or a naughty yeah. kid, air quotes, yeah.
1: um, like, because it makes it look like you're a failure, I would assume, mm. my no. child no but it's it does come back to you because like that's probably one of the most like distressing things is that i didn't want people to think that at home carter just does whatever the fuck he wants because i'm actually very strict yeah and i'm very firm on like what i expect from the kids Mm. um and then you you're right like i was like these parents are going to think that i don't care that he's coming in and sometimes he would kick a door like, kick get wide open at school and walk out in the classroom and just march out.
2: Mm. I'm like,
1: sorry. <laughs> don't, know, don't know where he gets that <laughs> from. <laughs> but even
2: that's a good thing for you to practice managing within yourself, right? Why are you apologising for your son's behaviour? Yeah. You didn't choose to make that decision. He did in that moment. Did he even choose or was yeah. he dysregulated was he um, or was it Provoked. that he wasn't dysregulated <laughs> was he actually underregulated? so he's ac- he's struggling being in the class sitting still Right, like that classroom environment doesn't suit all kids like yeah. a lot of kids benefit more from movement they like outdoor play that's how they actually regulate their nervous system so they might appear like they're kind of sitting down and they're paying attention but actually like their nervous system is underactivated. so they're just doing something to kind of Get themselves going again,
1: yeah,
2: um, and that's where you know you get the labels like ADHD and mm-hmm. um, all of all of that kind of gets thrown around. Is those kids that are disruptive
1: in class when all they're really trying to do is regulate? Right, because it is like labels are just like the rage, really. Yeah. With like something's wrong with a child, pop a label mm. on and it's sweet. And you know sometimes like especially with. Carter and Ed and I ha- do have arguments over. Now he's like, "Well, you treat Carter differently," and I'm like, "Well, I think I treat them all differently. Mm. I have the same rules, like the household rules are the same. Yes, but how they each get punished or reprimanded. What? What's a good word? Discipline. Discipline. There we yeah. go. Discipline. Big difference so, between yeah, punishment. and Yeah, I and know. Discipline. That's <laughs> why I'm like, I could feel you like death staring me. I'm You're like torture. There, there. What's the word I'm searching <laughs> for? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs>
2: But think punishment equals shame.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah. Discipline equals teaching. Okay. We'll put it in the show notes because <laughs> it's gonna be the slogan. Might be a quote to live by. <laughs> but um, you know, so now I'm actually really trying to soothe Carter. Mm. So my like flip my lid personality when he was flipping his lid, I've really let go of that mm-hmm. and I'm really trying to. Like, calm him down as quick as possible, whether that involves removing him from the situation to come and sit with me yeah. and we chat it out. And once we've chatted out, we might have a cuddle afterwards. Yeah. He's responding to that yes. a thousand times better than me screaming at him.
2: Yeah. Because the behaviour is communicating something. It's communicating a need, isn't it? Mm. There's an emotion underneath that. And our job as parents is to
1: figure it out. figure
2: that out.
0: So when you in are history. trying to parent different kids with different personalities and the ways that they respond, if you are disciplining kids in different ways, what works best for them, how do you then rationalise that to the siblings?
1: Yeah. And it's really hard and because, so, like, well, say, for example. I didn't get treated like that when that happened to me. You know what I mean? Eden wanted comparison. to bring in a reward chart. And mm. like I was like absolutely not, and I feel like the only reason you bring it in is because like Easton Easton's is the, the only yeah, yeah. Easton is the only one that's gonna get the gold stars because he he is a people pleaser so he will brush his teeth without asking he'll fully like slick his hair for school he'll make his bed he'll mm. fold his pajamas the best that he can um, and Ryder and Carter just like never going to do that. If there's two bucks up for grab, it's different. The vacuum comes out, they do like a shit little broom here and like, you know, they're driven by like money incentive, yeah. which I'm not saying is great, um, but that. like, yeah, <laughs> I do not know. I do not know. Um, but yeah, so I was like, well, then Ryder and Carter, yes, it might give them incentive, But I'm like it's not in their nature and I'm not sure and I'm just speaking like loosely how many six-year-olds are happy to make their bed, brush their own teeth and like do that. Like I feel like maybe when they're like 13 Mm -hmm. and like they get it, like Ryder cannot make a bed. Ryder can't even tie his fucking shoelace. So like we can't be having like the same level of like things Mm -hmm. to achieve. Mm -hmm. So for me it's more like you know, using your manners or, you know, not having to be asked five times to do something. But then I said, I give Eastern praise for doing those things mm-hmm. without making Ryder and kind of feel like they're not doing it. So I'll be like, oh my God, great work, E, you've made your bed beautifully today.
2: Yeah, lovely. Like, so it's
1: more in the moment. In the moment rather than it being this a thing that's up
2: on yes. the wall for everybody to witness and see and this yeah. competition. But reward creates... charts
1: are a huge thing. Like people like they're ev- yeah. like you can download a free one on mummyblogger.com. Like I don't made that up. I don't know if it's a real place. <laughs> but like, you know, that's like oh, do this reward chart for you, your your child. Maybe if you have one it might mm-hmm. work, but if you have multiple kids, like I just don't if again it's, it's like a like the, shame Yeah. Like yeah. that the one that's always Coming last, like yeah. how are they going to get to the front and get the mm. prize or whatever it is at the end if it's just not in their comparison
0: own. is always something that even like now thief as an of all adult, joy comparison. Like- <laughs> comparison to your sibling yeah. all the time is like a really big thing mm-hmm. and it's something I've had to work through mm-hmm. that I'm constantly comparing myself to all of Sam's skills because we've obviously worked together mm-hmm. and I always feel like imposter syndrome because Sam's so much better than me at these certain things and I devalue my own worth and it's like starting that from a very young age you yeah. have a rewards different. chart
1: yeah. I don't <laughs> <Yeah. think laughs> we're, so. Maggie. Maggie. we're, we're <laughs> five years apart so like it would have been mm. a very different vibe yeah. if we ha- I don't think so no but yeah and like so yeah what's your take on reward charts they were big um, in my
2: generation. Like yeah. I'm a kid of the 80s mm-hmm. and they were huge back then. I think every parent would have yeah. had one of them plastered on their, their mm-hmm. wall. Um, depending, I think the age gap is a good point, Courtney. Like that probably would deter some some families. However, there's they work for certain kids. Um, I guess I'm more... I I would never recommend one in my clinical practice because Mm. of that comparison, people pleasing. um, Like what are we actually, I'm I'm always thinking about, well, what's, what are we actually trying to create here? What's the end goal? Yeah. Like most families, they want children to want to to do these things out of, you know, their heart, out of a place of actually wanting to contribute to the family, out of Mm. learning good values. So we wouldn't teach that through a reward chart by getting a lolly or a sticker. You would teach that through, well, you know, in life, there are things that we do as part of our family contribution. We all live in this house and here is an age appropriate task that you can do each day. Mm -hmm. And then the days that they don't do it, then they're your teaching moments, aren't they? The days where they're like, I'm not going to make my bed today then you can actually, again, get alongside them, connect with them in that moment, try and understand what's going on for them because we all have those moments as adults where we don't want to show up, where Mm -hmm. we don't want to get our sticker on the reward chart. Fuck the sticker. (laughs) (laughs) But we still have to. So I think that's that more in the moment mentality that you were talking about Mm -hmm. before that you're trying to um, achieve in your family, that would be more aligned with what I think would lead to better outcomes from a mental health perspective.
1: Interesting.
0: And how do you how how would you be able to handle it if Ryder was like, Well, Carter got to be soothed in this way when he was being punished or what was it disciplined? How do you like rationalise it to the siblings?
2: Well, I just don't know, Courtney, if oh. kids ever say that. Yeah, I don't they? <laughs> Why is it say more? It's more about the consequence that yeah, they have the that's issue not with. Fair. Yeah, rather yeah, than the the soothing itself. I was the, like, I'm like, <laughs> um, getting in trouble. I yeah, used to get in yeah. trouble for but that. it's the getting in trouble, isn't it? Yeah, that you yeah. see. Whereas if everybody is seeing mum, you know, I don't know, if it's a fight between, let's say, Ryder and Carter and Mm -hmm. you're getting down and maybe you've got a hand on Ryder because he's been hurt and you're talking with Carter, you're soothing both of them in that moment. You'd make sure you spend time with both of them, that you um, manage that equally. And generally when kids see that and that's modelled to them from like a pretty early age, you don't tend to find this like, oh, well, like, why did you soothe him? Yeah, it's like your, your favourite, the favourite. Yeah.
1: More like, a, he's your favourite, or like yeah. something along the lines of that. Well, yeah, obviously, I don't think he's saying say soothe. That's <laughs> yeah. the I meant,
0: obviously. <laughs> no, it's, <laughs> it's, the, it's
1: <laughs> the consequence, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. you know, like I used your word, and now <laughs> your word's coming back to together. Yeah, but again, <laughs> that's also. so true. (laughs) Jeez, guys, I don't have any kids, all right? No gold star. I've been
2: (laughs) But that brings up a really important point, I think, around parental boundaries as well. Like how much are you going to explain to your seven or eight-year-old why you do what you
1: do? Yeah. like...
0: Well, Eden's asking her to explain because he's saying the way you're treating one and the other is not the same. Yeah. So at and some then point, like, kids get old enough to take say Take a look back, in the right? fucking
1: mirror, mate. <laughs> <laughs> mm. You're not treating them all the same either. But it's just because, like, I'm guessing along the lines I'm learning that they actually all crave affection. Mm-hmm. And I really didn't think that. Because, do you know what their love languages are? Did you do that? Um, I would know, like, off, like, the top of my head because, um, like, Carter is, like, words of affirmation. Can you confirm these as a therapist? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, he really likes to be, like, told that he's, like, doing a great... T- I've probably mm. now skipped ahead because, like, Ryder, I'm trying to... Th- no, Ryder would be words of affirmation too because I feel like he struggles a lot with getting things right. Mm. So when he does get it right, it's like he's, like... Big if he, girl. like, kicks a goal at soccer, he also plays FIFA on the... um. Playstation, so he will like backflip, like slide across the grass, run with his hands up in the air, like he has like made it, like it's life. <laughs> mm. um, and I would say that E would either be quality time or physical touch
2: it would mm. be his. So life. I have a really controversial view on yeah? this children's love language yeah. thing because I would say all kids' primary love language, so Carter's probably gifts. <laughs> well, need actually. everything, yeah. I love but quality gifts. time. I take it back.
1: Carter would be gifts. <laughs> that's Carter's that's right. totally gifts. <laughs> well rounded. everyone. forgot about the gifts. Cause I just exclude it from like the adult one. I'm like, no one should be
2: saying gifts, <laughs> but essentially kids want your time. Yeah. They want you to witness their achievements. Like even the words of affirmation really is about, well, I saw you do that. You know, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm seeing you, I'm hearing you, I'm understanding you. I'm validating you. I get you. I'm here with you. You're not alone. Is that that's And that's containment, isn't it? You know, that's yeah. them, not... That's everyone. Like, every age, everyone wants to hear that.
1: Yeah. That yeah. Well... I, like, <laughs> actually don't. Like, I'd like it's nice if someone says it, but I would much rather someone do a shitty task for me uh, without yeah, me asking. but hearing someone say, like, you're not alone in this, that's nice. Oh, you're, yeah, that's nice. But I don't feel yeah. like that's, like, you're great. But it's no, more no, no, like yeah, if like, you're... Say you're having, like, a tough
2: time... And, I don't know, you came in to see me and you're like, oh, Monique, it's just been a really stressful two weeks and the kids are acting out. out
1: (laughs) 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 No, No, it's purely (laughs) hypothetical. I'm joking, I'm (laughs) joking.
2: I'm (laughs) exhausted at work. and, And then I went, Ash, you'll be fine. Just go for a beach walk. Like... (laughs) you're probably not going to feel better, right? Whereas if I sat with you, I listened to you, I validated you, I reflected it back to you, and then I went to problem solving, then you would be more um, accepting, I think, of my input. You'd be more likely to take that on board.
1: Yeah, definitely. And
2: that's exactly the same thing that you're trying to do with your kids. Yeah. They just want to be seen and heard, right? Yeah. yeah. Seen, well, heard and
1: loved. Then <laughs>
2: that you can't rely on them to tell you what yeah, they're yeah. feeling. That's the difference. And that's where like lots of parents will ask questions like, how are you feeling right now? What was going on for you? They can't answer that.
1: And is there, um, and I'm just throwing it out there and mm-hmm. I could be completely wrong, is there like a a common thread with possibly – second children that are born relatively close to their sibling about the difference not in like love love but the difference in like time you know the firstborn they're there on their own they get yeah. all this like pampering time they get this like love and affection for however long until the next baby yes comes around and then the second one's just like kind of maybe you think, oh, they're resilient. They just like they ate the scraps off the floor, like because you know, like you know, you're not, time poor, you're time you've got poor. and they're dual like you know, something dropped on the floor with the first one, you're like, oh my god, don't touch that. Second one, mm. you're like, yeah, they're gonna be fine. Yeah, like I'll eat it. What about the third and fourth? <laughs> yeah, button <laughs> gone. Oh, I forgot to feed them. <laughs> Guys, don't I'm one of eight. <laughs> are you one of eight? Yes. I did not know god. that. Yes. What number? The eight. <gasps> oh, my God. But are you God. then like the golden, like the last baby? No. No. Oh, my God.
0: I did not know that you were one of What's eight? the gap between you and your older sibling? Oh, uh 25 ish oh, wow. years? Jesus oh my Christ. Lord. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah,
0: wow. Oh, your <laughs> mum, like, opened up a bloody shop, uh, didn't she? No, <laughs> you blended really family. A blended oh, family. Yeah. blended family. Okay,
1: right. Honestly, yep. if you haven't told me about this, and I've been whinging at you for three <laughs> bloody years. No, I'm joking. I know that we're like on a different level now. But I thought we would take a good opportunity and um, open up to like a dear Monique. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some questions here from the gram because sure. I definitely was not alone when I put it on there and I revisited it last night before, um, before today. Mm-hmm. So we have a few questions that we're going to go through and if you can respond in either a, a tip, hack or um, guidance Hmm. in how to, like, handle that situation. Yeah, I'll do my best. Yeah, I'm sure you'll do more than that. But, okay, I'm not going to say who it's from. Um, So first question is, in regards to bullying, what advice do you give your five-year-old if they're being called names, et cetera?
0: Mm.
1: First of all, really tough, Mm. little. Yeah. Probably first experience
2: of um, you know peer-related nastiness that's actually affecting them. Mm -hmm. Um, So. I mean, it's similar to the things that we've been talking about here. Number one is always, like in every single scenario, when you're connecting with your child, make sure that you are regulated and calm. If you're getting affected by this, if you're getting triggered by it and you can feel that within yourself, then your first job is to deal with that. Then sit with them, try and understand it more. How is this affecting them? Where is this coming from? Often, they're not that there's like a reason that they're yeah. being called names, but there's normally a, there's, there's a, some stuff there's going a situation. on. Situation, yeah. 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 So sometimes helping them, you need to get inside their mind in order to help them get inside the other child's mind, though.
1: Mm-hmm. So first of all, understand where it's and coming from. And do you think them. the school, like whether you're allowed to comment on this or not? Because I had a friend whose daughter got bullied via TikTok, mm. and really bad stuff for, like, a 10-year-old Aww. to be saying to, like, a 9-year-old. Awful. And when the mum went to the school, mm-hmm. um, they were, like, this didn't – they was both at the same school. Yeah. But the school was, like, it didn't happen on school property. Yeah. And then this girl was on TikTok. Like, you know how they have all the, the initial letters, like, that mean words? Mm. And she was, like, writing, like, I'm going to kill myself and, like, all this sort of stuff. And the school literally did nothing. Wow.
0: You think at a minimum they would at least tell the parents because they might not even be aware their child is doing that. They didn't even
1: contact the the mum of the other girl. They wanted Mm. no involvement. And then my friend was like, well, is it my responsibility then to reach out? Because if my daughter was posting, Mm. one, abusive things, I would want to know, but two, she's now like putting sad songs on, miming, like, crying and writing, like, that yeah. she's going to harm herself, so. Oh, there's almost a risk there, like, yeah. no, and I'd be school, sitting. Yeah, surely
0: the, the school schools being is being like, made aware of this and not doing anything. That, makes I, I don't lie. know, I don't, I mean, don't know. Surely. The law, like, the,
2: the the laws, if yeah. there are laws
1: in regards to bullying and, like, everything's We'll see evolving. the lawyer next week on
2: the episode. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I haven't worked, to be honest, I haven't worked with schools
1: yeah. in such
2: a long time, Um, but I'd imagine that they would have to be quite boundaried with Mm. online stuff these days because it's so prevalent that how can they monitor that and be involved in that? But, I mean, I'm kind of with Courtney on this one. Like, isn't there a duty of care there if there's some kind of risk concerns?
1: Yeah. I I completely agree. I was, like, shocked Mm. and because you know, you don't want to storm onto school. If pro- you stormed on a school property to be yeah. like, where's your mum? I need to speak to her. I'm sure yeah. you'd get in a heap of shit. So yeah. it's like, well, you could just be like, pass on the phone number. I need to have a chat. Like they did nothing. Yeah.
2: And you're never going to be able to protect your children yeah. to that degree, are you, from, no. from any kind of, um, you know, awful comments? Like we're all really putting ourselves out there online these mm-hmm. days and we're completely yeah. you know, open to that to a certain degree. So sometimes it's more about actually helping the ch- the child build resilience and helping them deal with responding to it. At five, no, of course yes. not. Like you're not yeah. helping your five-year-old necessarily respond, but there are some age-appropriate things that you could be doing with them around, well, how, what, you know, what happens when they call you that name and what do you do at that point in time? I always say go see a teacher. At five, yes. Yeah.
1: Like I have... Like An adult bed. needs
2: to contain that.
1: Yeah. And yeah. even with Carter, like sometimes he's provoked mm. and that's what I hated the most. Like they were almost like provoking him to flip out for the reaction for them to him to possibly punch, kick or whatever yeah. he's doing, which is not cool. I do not condone that whatsoever. Um, but again, his little brain like mm. processing him and then they would laugh and pick on him and then they'd go dob on him.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, and I've said you cannot react mm-hmm. in that way. Your reaction is to go to a teacher and tell the teacher and let the teacher handle it.
2: Yeah.
1: Um and like look, that's all I could come up with because yeah. I was like I'm not okay with you putting your hands on other kids regardless of what they've said to you. Mm-hmm. Um but you need to like calm yourself and yes. obviously he does go to see you to learn how to mm. self-regulate. Um but, yeah, it's tough when they come home and be like, you know. And his teacher this year is amazing too. So mm. she's like, you know, I know when it's happening.
2: Yeah. And you'd be and monitoring don't jump that, on wouldn't him, you? Yeah, I
1: don't jump on him straight away, kind of like nut it out mm. and go. And then she's like, no, nah, don't need to follow this up. Yeah, Like he was kind of just not protecting himself but defending himself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah teachers are pretty good at being extra curious. Yeah. They are. <laughs> little PIs. <laughs> yeah. Um, next question is smacking bad. <laughs> <laughs> I you like get two different schools of thought. You, right?
2: There is no research study I have ever come across that has demonstrated that smacking leads to anything good. Yeah. You know, any higher levels of emotional wellbeing, mental wellbeing. I guess some... Um, one thing that I would comment on that is the that a lot of parents rationalise it in terms of how they were raised. Yeah, you know? I was
1: legit in my brain <laughs> saying,
2: yeah. "I got smacked. I I'm, was okay. smacked I'm okay. I'm <laughs> okay." Yeah. Well, you just are as you are. To be honest, yeah. your mind develops as a child based on the environment in which you're raised in, and then as an adult, you parent from that mind. Yeah. So we don't actually know if who could you have been if you weren't smacked. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Like, um, but if there's no research the to precedent. show that it actually works, <laughs> 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 is that the goal? Are you saying the president? You're saying
0: like
1: Donald Trump is better than you? It just came out. It just came out. (laughs) Just don't think that that's the bar you want to be it? Not of that country. (laughs) Of what country? (laughs) No, just don't put me on the spot. All right, it just came out. (laughs) But
2: you just are as you are, right? Like, and if there's nothing to support it, it's also about asking. Well, does that? I think you know you touched on it earlier. It's that monkey see, monkey do. You're role modelling that to your kids, that that is a, an acceptable way in order to resolve conflict, in order to resolve big feelings. So expect them to go and then demonstrate that in other
1: areas. Yeah. And I don't know if I can go to jail for saying this, but I definitely have like smacked. But the only thing that actually got through to me in like holding back from that initial reaction to Mm. just like, you know, Mm. and I'm, when I say smack, I'm not talking about like, I've like, punched in the face. I'm not saying that's any better, but like, that is not, that is not what is happening. It's that initial I don't reaction. I think thinking Saki is well, like, punching in no, the face. No, but much. like, I'm sure there is different, there is different. Well, with a wooden that. spoon or yeah. it's just, a yeah. Never, I know, okay. Yeah, I've never, and I've, I've had a few wooden spoons, like <laughs> in the past, like my parents, like banging them on the counter. My brother got hit with a wooden spoon. I didn't, but, um, you know, and it was like a reactive thing sometimes after I did, I was like, Feels yeah. So bad. Like, and then I'm like, "Do you want an ice cream?" <laughs> like, yeah, to that's a it. sign that you you yeah. have
2: become dysregulated, isn't it? Because you've revoked back to your child self, to your child memories. That emotional uh, part of our brain and our memory kind of sit side by side together. They're constantly interacting to tell us what to do in any given situation. I walked in here today and I sat on the chair. I didn't go to sit on the table or climb the walls. I sat on the chair because I saw a chair (laughs) and my memory part of my brain said, that's where you sit in these kind of settings. (laughs) The same thing happens. High emotion, you revoke back to, well, what. What was, what's a memory that I have of a similar situation? Right. And the only, well, most of us, the only parenting experience we have prior to becoming a parent is that of being a child that was parented. So we
1: revoke back to that. Yeah, monkey see, monkey do. Yeah. Um, next up is my, and this isn't me sending this in, uh, my seven-year-old boy is not a naughty kid. He's got spunk, but he just won't listen. Help tips. And I feel like we have touched on this Mm. already about getting on their level and the eye contact or maybe touch, Um, but I'll let you elaborate.
2: Yeah. So the the only thing I would add that we haven't covered off around that already would be, um, and this is where, and look, I'm not saying that with this particular person that's written in, this is the case, but Sometimes when we call our kids like they're spunky or um, she's so sassy or she's fierce, sometimes that can also go to the extreme as well. It's almost like positive parenting too far. Mm -hmm. So then we start to accept behaviours that actually aren't okay Mm -hmm. because it's like, oh, well, she's just got lots of spunk rather than actually taking that approach of I'm not going to let you do this. That's not okay. Yeah. Um, And then with that as well, just getting them to listen, I'd be saying, you know, that little tip I gave before, smile, eyes, nod. Yeah. Get down with them, get the eyes, get the eye gaze happening, get their smile, make a joke, like yeah. meet them where they're at and then give the information.
1: And I, I guess how do you sometimes even like a parenting tip, and it is one of the questions, how do you control yourself first before reacting? Yeah. You know, in that heat of that moment, like this all sounds like great advice, but like the practicality of when you're in it. Yes. And you're at the end of your tether, like what is a a parenting tip to be Mm -hmm. like, okay, I need to deal with this problem. Mm -hmm. I've got about 30 seconds before I'm going to erupt, explode or react. Yeah. What can I quickly do for myself? Yeah. Well, sometimes it's about you removing
2: yourself, mm, right? Like yeah. you going, "I'm going to time out." <laughs> <laughs> Mummy needs mummy's a moment. Yeah. But that's actually that's role modelling regulation yeah. skills. That's you saying, "Mummy's overwhelmed. Yeah, M- mummy's about to yell, and I don't yeah. want to yell, so I'm going to go into the room and take some big deep breaths." Yeah. And I'm you might,
0: room.
2: <laughs> I always think you of might Charlotte
1: from the yeah. Sex and the City movie oh. when she gets like the red handprints oh, on her yeah. vintage Chanel, and she's like, "Mummy's just." To the pantry for a minute. She goes in there. And she's like, <laughs>
2: <laughs> but it is the same principles: big, deep breaths, strong, yep. powerful statements. I've got this. My kids aren't bigger than me. I can do hard things. You know, have have some of those default yeah. statements that you practice. Breath works a
1: big thing for me. Yeah, even do with Carter now. I'm like, let's just breathe it out. Yeah, like and then yeah, release me. Time to think of something to say too. Yeah, well yeah. that. Um, I mean, it's all energy, isn't Mm -hmm. it? Like
2: stress hormone is cortisol. Cortisol will run through the body. Even you just doing like some punches or you running on the spot or you doing that breathing, heavy breathing, is going to release the cortisol and your nervous system will naturally regulate itself back down to a level where you can engage more meaningfully.
1: Yeah. I swear I didn't send these in. But so the next (laughs) one is um, siblings fighting, Uh pinching and pulling hair. How to stop this? I have something to elaborate. Is that in our family, Carter is the youngest, but he's also the strongest. Mm-hmm. So he might not hit first, but he will hit back. And then that child ends up in tears, whether it's Ryder or Eastern, they end up being the one that looks like they've been like annihilated, <laughs> um, but they, he did not start it. Yeah, And then it's what you said before, you've got one crying, yes. trying to soothe them, you're holding the other one. Yep. But then Khan is like, well, just because their stupid punch didn't hurt me, mm-hmm. like I'm in trouble. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I agree with you, but I don't know what to do right now <laughs> because like that one's crying.
2: <laughs> and children are learning relationships and the most intensive relationship school you will ever go to. Is your family of origin, Mm -hmm. specifically with your siblings? Yeah. Like there's comparison, there's conflict, um, there's so many different relational concepts that these kids are are trying to navigate with their underdeveloped brains. Um, Yeah. So even you could be responding 90% of the time in this really positive, conscious parenting way, and your kids will still. Fight. Yes. yeah <laughs> They will still bicker, there will be rivalry, there will be competitiveness. Mm-hmm. That's innate within us as human beings. Yeah. Um, I guess you know still it's the same principles of you actually being with both of the kids, not just one of them and also what you touched on Ash around having those clear family rules. Mm-hmm. So there should be clear clear consequences mm-hmm. around something like that if that's a rule within your family home. Mm-hmm. Um, Because some of the other things we're talking about, they're a bit more situation specific. Mm -hmm. Whereas if this is a theme, Mm -hmm. then I would be saying, if you're a single parent, think about this yourself. If you're parenting with somebody else, sit down, talk about how are we going to manage this Mm -hmm. when it comes up and have a really clear plan because it will come up.
1: Yeah. And we have this other weird dynamic and I know, well, it could happen in a family of eight, but in a family (laughs) of three, we have this like little fight triangle that happens sometimes. Mm -hmm. So... One will not be involved in the situation, but one will hit the other one, but then the other one will defend the one that's been hit that wasn't involved. And you're just like, why are you here? <laughs> like, why do
2: you want to be involved in this? You're but making it harder. That's a hard good one of. to story, isn't it? Because <laughs> what was going on for that one that was feeling – was he feeling left out?
1: Yeah, Was probably. that the only way
2: that he could enter in so that he felt part of the family? Yeah. You, know, you And even if they, they dismiss it or if they're sitting there going – like all frustrated with you, just you actually narrating that for them, that's doing that right left brain integration that we were talking about Mm -hmm. before. That leads to better regulation. So these kind of incidents will happen less frequently the more you do that sort of thing.
1: Right. And then um, the last one, which is if she... (laughs) If she doesn't get her own way, she fucking screams until she does. Now, I know that it might sound Mm -hmm. like, well, just don't let her get what she wants. But again, at the end of the tether and if they don't stop screaming until they get what they want, how do you actually reverse that? Mm so hard. <laughs> I feel like this is a very your child yes. age appropriate question. Just like, yeah. Mine are kind of like, I can like reason with them a little bit more, but in that like toddler stage, it's like, ugh. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I, with,
2: without knowing more information about that, like how long, like I'd have so many questions, like what's their tolerance yeah. level for how long they would scream before? Mm-hmm. Is it, um, you know, do you tend to, uh, give in to them more when you're in, say, like, social situations mm-hmm. because of that perceived judgment that you're yeah. getting from other people. Um, like, there's no, like, quick fix to that kind of scenario because yeah. if we're talking about, like, a toddler age here, yeah. then they are so in the moment that they they can't possibly even think about what it would be like to not get that thing. Yeah. It's like they're so obsessively zoned in on it. Um, the one thing that can often work when a child is really big like that um, is actually you, which sounds almost a bit paradoxical, but you over amplifying the thing they want. So say um, with my little girl, if it's like a kinder surprise egg, she mm-hmm. calls them prize eggs. Yeah. Um, we've got <laughs> many you, of those little things around the house. <laughs> <laughs> You're not alone. <laughs> she will have big tantrums over those at the shops. Mm-hmm. And um, so when she starts to get really escalated, I might meet her affect, so that's meet the intensity of the emotion, with something along the lines of, "Wouldn't it be amazing if you could have all the prize eggs in the world? Like, how cool would Set that the bar be? High. You could have every cool, but it's not gonna happen. single one. Where would you put them? Oh, and then like you kind of you're almost like redirecting them a little, yeah. just to get them
1: out of there. Right? <laughs> and you, and you. <laughs> yeah, like, we need to get
2: out of here <laughs> because I have a much higher tolerance for. Um, tantruming, I guess, mm-hmm. um, or big emotion within the home mm-hmm. than what I do. Oh, totally. Out in no so often to be for me, it's more about like mums are Get horribly out safe.
1: <laughs> judgy. Like everyone wants everyone. Oh, they, they look at you and like I've been through. Yes, this. And they can be supportive, which is great. <laughs> but yeah, no. Well, that makes sense. Just yeah, I think that's a good tip. And, like and just keep, like, but you're never getting them. But keep, you're never getting all the prize <laughs> eggs in the world. I got you. <laughs> but also remember that every time
2: you give in, it's role modelling yes, that, that your that boundaries works. are mm. flexible. Yeah. So you have to be mindful of that too. Almost keep reminding yourself of the cause of what you're yeah. working
1: towards. That it's it's purposeful so true. And on that note, we are going to wrap up with our final five. Um, So, Monique, what is your quote to live by? Um, I was thinking about this. So one that I read really recently, which I
2: liked, was the best apology is changed behaviour. Can you
1: print that (laughs) for Eden? (laughs) I'll be sending this one We're like, wait for the last five minutes. Because <laughs> sometimes we're really good with words, yes. but we don't integrate Action. very well. Speak louder yep. than words. I'm Absolutely. with you on that one. What is the best advice you have ever received? Oh, can I have two? Yes. Yeah. Well, one you're of a them- therapist, so your <laughs> advice is going to be great.
2: <laughs> one of them really applies to today. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to make sure I get this right. You can only be influential if you allow yourself to be influenced.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And the other one would be that we treat, we teach people how to treat us, mm. which I've been trying to keep in mind a lot with boundaries. Yeah. You know, when I get frustrated with other people or when I'm working with people and they're, you know, venting about other people's behaviour. Yeah. Well, where could you actually intercept that? What could yeah. you do differently to show them how to treat you?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Um, your core value. Mm, curiosity. Ooh. Nope. I had that one yet. I like it. And <laughs> if you had one last meal, what would it be?
2: Oh, one last meal. I think I said like bread and butter last time. Yeah. It's a bit boring.
1: <laughs> Still good though. I wouldn't say no. <laughs> Definitely wouldn't say no. Oh, uh,
0: maybe like... That sounds like you just come off like a detox <laughs>
1: diet. <laughs> <laughs> I probably
2: had it. I feel like that's what all women say when they're on diet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I Carbs. feel like maybe one of those like um sourdough. Like, oh yeah Like, yum. The filled donuts bread or again. something from paddock. The fancy bread. Yeah, I'm a <laughs> I'm a carb girl.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and your fave Beveragino. Alcoholic or non-alcoholic? You can pick whatever your favourite. I always think alcoholic. I um, do too. I wouldn't be a question on here if I was talking about non-alcoholic. Well, if I was on brand, I should probably say water. I don't want you to say water.
2: <laughs> no, I love, um, what have I been drinking lately? Coconut margaritas. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, My two
2: favourite drinks are that and water. So. <laughs> <laughs> same,
1: same. <laughs> oh Monique, it's always a pleasure to have you on here. You are just like a wealth of knowledge and information for such a wide spread of categories and I'm sure there are a lot of parents out there listening or soon to be parents that are listening and going to take all of that on board. So thank you so much for giving up your time to be here today and I know you don't want to be found at the moment because oh, <laughs> you're so no. busy, um, <laughs> but for those that loved what you said and love what you're about, where can they find you?
2: Uh, over at Instagram is probably
1: easiest mm-hmm. and it's at relatable.therapist. And we'll put that in the show notes too. Thank you, Monique. Thanks, Ash. This podcast is a part of the Spin Studio Network. To stay up to date with me, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Leave me a review and follow me on Instagram at withloveash.